Hey guys, how's it going? This is Billy Metcalf from FantasyInquirer.com and I'm here today to talk to you guys about my tight end rankings that I just updated today. Um, I'll be going over who I like. I'm personally drafting in these rankings, my main targets. Um, I have 50 of them ranked, but we'll probably go over just about 25 in here, the top 25, so we're not going to drone on forever and make this a long podcast. Um, something I notice every time I redo my rankings is tight end gets deeper and deeper, and that goes pretty much against the grain from the main uh, the main thing about tight ends you hear. After the top tier tight ends go down quick. I uh, opened up a fantasy magazine the other day, uh, at Walgreens when I was in the checkout line and I was reading uh, just that uh, the magazine said after the top tier the big three tight ends uh, dries up quick so try to get one of those uh, I got some good news for you guys if you don't get one of those guys you're gonna be fine your fantasy team will be good there's plenty of good tight ends to get um, and I'll show you guys a few here uh, let's get started here right now uh, Number one, I have Travis Kelsey. No surprise. No Tyreek Hill. Maybe. We don't know. Could that cut down on some of uh, his single coverage ECs? It could. He could see more double coverage. Uh, the targets will still be there. I still see similar production, so he's going to be number one. Uh, number two, I have George Kittle. Uh, Kittle is a guy I liked last year a lot. Uh, I was an Iowa guy, so I followed him out of college. I knew he was uh, a lot better than his draft capital of the sixth round when he came out. He's a guy who, uh, I remember the Kyle Shanahan offenses were the cream of the crop. You know, everybody wanted a piece of them. Uh, he's the number one target in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Granted, he's a tight end, but he's still the number one target. In an offense, it's still just going to get better. Uh, they added in the draft in Debo Samuels. Uh, Marquise Goodwin should be back again. You know, Pettis will be the number one receiver there, and he's going to be good, but Kittle's just going to get so many targets, I believe. I think he'll challenge for maybe just as many as last year. He probably won't have as many wide-open um, you know, yards after catch like last year. That'll probably go down because it seemed like uh, – every other game he had like a 60 yard run but he's a game breaker and he's our number two here uh number three i have oj howard he's in a loaded offense in tampa they have uh bruce arians brought in as coach you know arians didn't come out of retirement for nothing you know he he was the coach of arizona he left under bad health and you know we all thought he was just gonna hang it up forever he got called out and took the Tampa Bay job, and I trust him. I trust him a lot. I also trust Jameis Winston a lot. Some people don't trust him at all. This offense should cater to him because Arians has just never had a tight end as talented anywhere, in Arizona for sure. So this is a match made in heaven for me, and I'm trying to get as much O.J. Howard as I can personally. I put him in my big three, and at number four, I bump out Zach Ertz, a guy who I really, really liked last year, owned a lot of, but uh, this year's not like the last, and uh, he has a lot going against him in this year, in my opinion. Not just that they, um, 
they drafted Arcega Whiteside. They brought Dar- uh, they brought Deshaun Jackson back. They improved the running game. They brought in Jordan Howard, drafted Miles Sanders. There's a lot of stuff here this year in the Seagulls offense that wasn't here last year. Not to mention the emergence of Dallas Goddard, who I believe might have more touchdowns than him this year. He's that big of a red zone threat. I still like Ertz, but for the price you got to pay for him, I mean, I just, I'm not taking a chance on it this year. He's honestly probably a fade for me. I've done about five or six drafts already, and I haven't taken him once. Uh, I would probably rather have Goddard. I'll get into that in a little bit, obviously. Uh, number five, I have Hunter Henry. I'm just going to leave this here for now because I'm a bit intrigued by him and I really haven't figured it out yet. We saw him score eight TDs in 2016, but 2016 is not 2019. He missed all of last year with his injury. The emergency emergence of Mike Williams, I think he's going to catch double-digit touchdowns. Now, how much will that cut in to Hunter Henry? I don't know. I know the upside's there. I'm just... I'm really not sure about him. I probably shouldn't have him at five, but I'm, I'm going to leave him here for now just because he's so intriguing. Uh, number six, we have David Njoku. A lot of people are down on him, but he was the best tight end of the 2017 loaded tight end class out of Miami. And every year so far, the last two years, he's done better. And uh, now he has an upgraded quarterback for the whole year. He has uh, Odell in there. Drawing coverage away, and uh, Landry and some of the other receivers, and I think he'll have more opportunities. Honestly, I think his targets could go up, and uh, he's gonna have some big plays. I like him a lot. I love his upside, and I love that not a lot of people have him. You know, in the top seven, six or seven, so you're gonna be able to get a kind of a deal on him if you want to target him which I have in a few drafts already. And like I said, the upside's there, and you're not going to have to pay the cost for it. Number seven is Evan Ingram. He should be a target hog there and get most of the targets. Uh, They got Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate went there. Lattimore's there now. Uh, Obviously, you got Eli there. He targeted him when he was a rookie quite a bit, so I'm not worried about that. What I am worried about already is he has... uh, Hamstring injury in OTAs. He missed it all. Missed all of OTAs last year. He missed five games and he was banged up all year. So that's kind of a flashing red light right now for me. Not gonna say I'm off him, but uh, just monitor that on June 26th. Um, Eric Ebron is my number eight. Kind of goes in the same sense as Ertz a bit for me. Uh, People who took a chance on him last year were rewarded with 14 TDs. This year, Doyle's healthy, possibly. Uh, they drafted Paris Campbell. They signed Devin Funches. The 110 targets that he had last year are almost guaranteed to go down. So I, I'm not fading him totally, but I'm not really targeting him. But uh, he's one of those guys that probably will always be somebody in your draft who will like him more than you almost like every year when he was with Detroit <laughs> before he went to Indy. Um, number nine, Austin Hooper. Uh, he's Matt Ryan security blanket he finishes a tight end six last year, and he's done better in yards, catches and TDs each of his last three seasons. He is so underrated. 
Uh, he's one of my other main targets who I like, who I've been drafting a lot. I don't see how how he's not just going to get better again, especially if there is some sort of injury to Julio or something. But he's always there in a pinch for Stafford, and he's always on the field. And uh, I love him at number nine. Uh, number ten, we have uh, McDonald from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, with Brown leaving, that frees up a monster 116 targets. 168 targets, I'm sorry. So he's obviously going to be getting some more targets in that offense. I believe uh, he was uh, he was a guy a lot of people targeted last year. He got kind of banged up, but uh, he had 72 targets still. And like I said, that's almost guaranteed to go up. They added Dante Moncrief. They drafted Deontay Johnson. And uh, obviously they have Juju already there, who's a clear cut number one. And they have uh, Washington. But none of those guys are Antonio Brown. Let's face it. So there's going to be some balls spread around. So if he had 72 targets last year, he could probably up that into the 90s, I think. And for uh, where I have him ranked, and for most people I have Dance McDonald ranked, that's a heck of a steal. Um, let's go to number 11. I have Jared Cook. Uh, I'm hoping he's going to be closer to Jimmy Graham Light in New Orleans than Kobe Fleener who stunk the place up, if anyone remembers that debacle. Um, he was great last year. He had this career year, finally, after we've waited like six years for him to have a career year with David Carr on the Raiders. Go figure. Uh, he should be good, but we just got to remember that you know he had 101 targets last year. The offense with Drew Brees runs through Camara. It's a run-first offense. They want to run the ball. In New Orleans. So they're going to give it to Kamara. They're going to give it to Latavius Murray. And Michael Thomas is going to command, you know, 170 targets. You got, uh, you got, um, the other receiver there. Uh, can't think of his name offhand. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people touching the ball there. So, uh, he's definitely a guy who intrigues me. I don't think. For what people uh, are expecting out of him, there's some unreasonable expectations. You'll kind of have to, re you know, have reasonable expectations. Like, if he gets, say, 70 targets, he's not going to have the same production as he is last year. And, like I said, he's not the same guy who uh, was playing with Derek Carr last year. It's just not going to be the same. But there's still some big plays in that offense, and Drew Brees does still have a big arm even though last year he kind of faded down the stretch but uh he's a guy who intrigues me uh Traquan Smith was a number two who I was thinking about uh at New Orleans so he's gonna be getting some targets also but uh I'm not really going to my way to draft Jared Cook but if someone wants to take him I don't have any problem with that uh Trey Burton is my number 12 he was Better than people thought last year. He finished as a tight end eight, despite people thinking he had a sad, terrible year. Uh, he has had her sports hernia surgery just a couple weeks ago, but he's supposed to be up and running for training camp. Uh, he's an, ex an explosive offense with uh, 
with um, Matt Nagy. So I don't see how he's going to have any less. I, okay, put it this way. I don't think that um, our guy Adam Shaheen, who the Bears drafted in the second round two years ago, is going to cut into his target share at all. I still think his role will be exactly the same. Um, he's going to get a lot of catches, maybe not a lot of touchdowns. That's how it worked out last year. But uh, he's a decent guy who people are kind of a post-hype guy. Everyone took him last year. Everyone thinks he stinks this year. Draft him, and you'll probably be happy. Uh, number 13, I have Dallas Goddard. Like I said when I was talking about Ertz, kind of, I love Goddard this year. I think he could. Uh, he had four touchdowns last year. They're saying he's just crushing it in minicamp and OTAs. He's catching all sorts of red zone looks. Granted, I think Ertz is in uh, Germany or something with his wife and the women's soccer team, but uh, he's going to have a role. He's going to have a lot bigger role than people think. So he's a guy who I'm drafting, uh, like I said, drafting 13th. I've been taking him you know, in the early double-digit rounds and FFPC drafts where it's a point and a half. And he's a guy who... Uh, he could be this year's Ebron uh, if things break right or if Ertz went down. That's what you draft for. You draft for upside after the first three rounds. And he's an upside pick. So he's one of my targets. And then the guy going right after him, number 14 who I have, Mike Gesicki, just like Goddard, is uh, fit from the same mold and the same draft class. Uh, this is probably too high for a lot of people, uh, number 14, but... I think he has that same upside. Uh, you got to remember he was drafted in the first round last year. He uh, went to the Miami Dolphins with Adam Gase, and then he couldn't block, so he benched him. So he never really played. Go figure. The guy who's uh, lines up as a receiver, you know, not a blocking tight end, he misused him totally. So now the coaching system's totally different. New coach, uh, new system. They've already talked about him using him right. So I believe that he could lead Miami in targets. That might be a stretch, but he's definitely going to be up there because who else do they have? Kenny Stills. You know, they're just Devontae Parker. They're not loaded with receivers there. So I think he could take a huge step. I just get the feeling that if you watch a couple preseason games or something and all of a sudden he's targeted, he'll skyrocket in the rankings. So get him now is what I'm telling you. Uh, number 15, I have Chris Herndon. I really liked what I saw last year with him and Sam Darnold. Uh, I would rank him a little higher, but I think he's facing a two-game suspension. That's what we've been told. We don't really know until the hard arm of the law, Roger Goodell, hands it down. So I'm kind of hands-off on him right now until I hear about that. So you should just monitor that. Number 16, I have Delaney Walker. Uh, he should be the, you know... Dump off safety guy for Mariota, but there's lots of receivers there now all of a sudden. Uh, obviously, they have Corey Davis. They added Adam Humphreys, which is a good signing, I thought, and they drafted um, a rookie receiver also. Um, this is Derrick Henry's team, so everything's going to go through Derrick Henry. I know the old days stuff would go through Delaney Walker, but no, it's just not going to. It's going to go through Corey Davis. Or Chris Henry. I mean, it's just not going to go through Delaney Walker. He's older now, 35, coming off that significant injury. You have Jonu Smith, too, who didn't look terrible last year, but he was nothing to write, write home about, obviously. But, uh, I mean, Walker is 
better than a few players going later. So he's my number 16. My number 17 is Jack Doyle. He's back and healthy after missing 10 games last year. Uh, in 2017, he had 108 targets, and that's not coming back anytime soon. But he's on the field more than Ebron, so he'll be seeing targets when he's on the field. Uh, like I said, he was cut short last year, so we'll see what kind of role he has. I mean, he could be a big PPR guy, but Ebron will be catching the touchdowns in that offense. Number 18, I have Kyle Rudolph. Uh, maybe he should be higher. Uh Maybe not. They drafted Irv Smith in the offseason. They gave him a scare, but now they gave him a contract and said his role is fine. Uh, that's probably just for this year. The offense there goes through Diggs, Thielen, and uh, Delvin Cook. I really think that I thought he'd have a bigger year last year than he did. I thought he'd be targeted more, but uh, it's just some games he just goes away and disappears, and then he'll have a huge, you know, Two touchdown, hundred yard game, and he'll go away and disappear. So he's really not a guy I'm looking for. Probably a fine streamer. Um, next at number nineteen, I have Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Colts, uh, Ravens. I'm sorry. He uh, he went uh, thirty four catches, five hundred fifty two yards, and three touchdowns in his rookie season last year. In a Baltimore a Baltimore Ravens run first offense with Lamar Jackson. So those numbers are pretty awesome for what he had to overcome. Uh, the TDs are just likely to improve, I think. He's definitely the sexy pick right now. A lot of people are picking him uh, a lot higher than I have him ranked at 19. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that there's going to be four or five tight ends that people are going to try to replicate. will be like uh, Eric Ebron last year, a breakout. And he's going to be just right at the top of the list. So a lot of people have him on their sleeper sheets. Uh, number 20, I have Jordan Reed. You know the drill here. He's healthy. He's good. He's not. He's not on your team. Doesn't start. You know, every year, rinse, wash, repeat. He just gets hurt. I mean, if you could actually string a full season together. But that window is closing pretty quickly with our boy, Jordan Reed and actually Vernon Davis steps in and he's just as good in that offense as he is. So, plus they're gonna have a new quarterback probably. I mean, I'm pretty intrigued to see what Dwayne Haskins will do there, but there's just there's not much in Washington these days. <laughs> there's just not. Uh, number twenty. Let's see here. Number twenty-one. I have Greg Olson. Uh, he got hurt. He broke his foot the last few years. He came back and he was, he was decent. But you know he's getting up in age too. I thought he'd probably honestly retire. He's a guy you could take a flyer on and then go ahead and maybe have a quick uh, trigger draw of Ian Thomas when he gets hurt or something again. But he's 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 just not the man in the offense anymore. That's that's Samuel. That's Moore. That's McCaffrey. You know that's that's their deal now. Uh, next, I have TJ Hawkinson. He's a rookie from Iowa who got drafted by the Detroit Lions at the seventh pick, I believe, in the first round. Um, they're going to use a, use him a lot. He's going to be on the field a lot. We just don't know what Stafford will do. That's my only deal. We just, I don't know how it will look. I, mean, I remember the last time there was a top ten tight end on the field with Stafford. It really didn't go so well with Eric Ebron. 
So I'm not overly excited over the moon like some people are. Um, next, uh, 23, I have uh, Noah Fant. And uh, he's the other Iowa tight end drafted. And he's with the Denver Broncos now. And I have, honestly, I, I'm, I think I might flip-flop them as the season goes along. Because I always thought Fant was more of a playmaker and more athletic than uh, Hawkinson. He's not as good as a as good of a blocker as Hawkinson, but um, he's just going to line up as a receiver. He he's not going to be on the line, and uh, he he should catch some touchdowns. I mean, he's a decent flyer. I bet middle of the year he's a very popular pickup if he's not drafted in some of your leagues. Number twenty four, I have Jimmy Graham. Sounds so weird to say Jimmy Graham, number twenty four. Uh, he stunk last year in Green Bay. He didn't do much at all. He plodded along. He had a few touchdowns, but he just, you know, he's lost a step clearly. And it's sad, uh, but, I mean, he's still going to be there. Uh, Jay Sternberger is the heir apparent, and uh, I have him ranked number 44, so well behind him. But, you know, if anything happened to Graham... Or you want to take a flyer? Sturberger's not not a bad guy. I mean, who knows what'll happen in Green Bay? Uh, number twenty-five, another guy, Jason Witten, who I have. Uh, we think he's just going to step right back into the tight end role. I don't know what he'll do. I know he'll probably be targeted, so that's why I have him here. So those are the top twenty-five uh, tight ends I have here. Uh, some guys going uh, after that who I like too. I have Matt Lacoste. He's a starting tight end for the New England Patriots now with Watson suspended for, I believe, four or six games. So he's definitely a guy who you can get real late. I uh, like Will Disley. They say he's really impressing in Seattle training camp. I got him at 28. Uh, he should get that Seattle starting uh, tight end job, which, you know, Wilson targets. He's not consistent at it, but he targets it some games, and they really go off. Um... There's just a few other guys here and there. The rookies, Josh Oliver, I like. I like uh, also the uh, rookie that went for Buffalo, Dawson Knox. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, so that is the updated uh, June 26 tight ends here that I got. Uh, you guys have a good day. Thanks for listening.